Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio. Now, as you know, school is officially out for summer, so we want to treat your family to a Mississippi getaway. Head on over to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. And we're having a lot of fun today. Well, it kind of kicked off yesterday. Over on the Good Things Facebook group, contemplating the more serious questions in life where you have to pick Three things out of a list of several that you can keep um, or you have for forever, but you have to give up the rest. And all of these are usually fun because it gives you a insider view to your own personality and then the personality of your friends because you start to wonder now why out of all of those things would they only choose X, Y, and Z. So we will go through them here on the air. Um, but if you are part of the Good Things Facebook group, then we you can actually see all of them. I think it's two, four, six, eight, ten of them. And you'd have to choose three that you would keep. Okay, I'll read them kind of quick and then we'll we'll talk through them. It's either coffee, dry shampoo, leggings, Netflix, chocolate, books, wine, tea, pajamas, and tacos. And I know that was a lot to take in, but I am sure, as I said, your three, you're like, yes, eh, yes, eh, yes. And so we would love for you to chime in on the ceasefire text line, 601 601- Eight seven nine four three nine five. This one actually wasn't hard for me because you, I don't have enough hair for dry shampoo. Rhino, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not the one you hop to. No, no I don't sh- think I've ever even used dry shampoo. <laughs> well, it's it is high dollar baby powder, pretty much for your hair. So the idea is, it and and. If you're a lady listening to good things and you chose dry shampoo, you're screaming into the radio, I couldn't live without it. So for those that have really luscious locks, the Lord has has given you an abundance when it comes to gorgeous hair. I did not get that um, from the good Lord. You can go multiple days, even up to a week, without actually having to wash your hair. And especially maybe not so much in the summertime when you get hot and sweaty. So you you bathe still. You just don't have to actually wash your hair because it takes you so long to dry it, straighten it, and do all the things to it. So what dry shampoo does is it actually helps sort of take away the moisture or any oil residue or whatever it may be in like your roots. So you just sort of put a little bit on. You kind of get that bounce or that look. And then you can go on about another day without having to take an hour to wash your hair, dry your hair, do all the things. So it's a way to kind of have the messy ponytail idea, but without a messy ponytail, you can actually flaunt your flocks. I think you could totally try it. You could rock it, Rhino. I mean, you have you have a bigger ponytail than I do. Oh, yeah, it's down to my collar now. Okay, so I'm going to guess there's a lot of us that would nix that one. 
I'm also going to guess Rhino and I would not share in the lifelong need of leggings. <laughs> Another one of those that can't remember or recall any time ever using it. Have you ever put on a legging? Don't think so. Peter Pan costume, nothing. I mean, compression pants. But that was for... Like, like sliding pants, like baseball pants, that kind of stuff. Kind of a legging? But I mean, leggings have become the new pants. I think of leggings, I think of yoga pants. Yes. Or thick hose. <laughs> okay, so you'd have to get kind of particular on the way that you want to describe. I'm going to assume that this particular whatever is talking about the more of the yoga pants, comfortable attire, athletic wear. The athletic wear used as leisure wear. The athletic wear used as leisure wear. Again, if your answer had dry shampoo in it, you are all about the leggings because it is about that comfort carrying you through and through your day. I can live without. They're comfortable, but I don't wear too many of them out in public. Just, I don't know, they're tight. And so I wear them around the house or maybe to exercise. But I could I could forfeit those for sweatpants for sure. Shorts of other of other times, other types. And I can't tell you the last time I wore stockings or hose or leggings. If it's that cold outside, my pants are going to come to my ankles. So I'm probably not even going to be in a dress. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but there are some that live and die by their leg leggings. Let's see. I think if I'm guessing mine and rhinos, I'm going to whittle it down to what I know is probably not the both of our top three. Pajamas. I d you know, I've, I have pajamas that I have bought for like vacations or fun occasions, but I'm not a pajama person. I can live. I mean, I wear t-shirt and shorts. You know, recent Clarksdale on the ceasefire text line: long underwear is as close to leggings as I've been. Well, have you ever had long un undies on? Then have you long johns? I guess you should say. I would you, say long johns would be closer to pajamas than leggings, but yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Okay, yeah. so usually dudes don't fall into the pajama category. You may, you not may in the be, south, no. You may be bougie and enjoy the silk, whatever. And I am not judging you whatsoever. Um, but girl, there are girls. They will. You will buy sets of pajamas for different types of year. You I've had pajama pants before. I have never in my life that I can recall <laughs> had a pajama set where it was like the top. I bet of the your pants. mom put you in one at one time. I don't remember it. Well, they sell the I must little have been cute. wee little lad. You'd have been a wee little lad. So what have you always... Maybe I should ask this question. What are you, <laughs> what are you sleeping, Rhino? I mean... Sheepishly asking. In the wintertime, pajama pants. <laughs> it's a family show. So always just, a t-shirt, at least. I went through a phase in college without a shirt, but yeah. So Okay, well... Thank you for keeping it kosher. So I'm the same. I am a t-shirt and shorts kind of kind of person. I don't have fancy pajamas. Let's put it that way. I don't think I would appreciate what they're supposed to bring to the sleeping experience to look at it and go, "That's an outfit." Like I could that you can't wear outside of your house. But there are you if you enjoy having. It's like it's like sheets. If you enjoy high. You know, thread count sheets, it's high, right? Not low. High thread. Yeah, high thread count. High thread count. Then maybe you enjoy nice pajamas. I like the idea of them. And I will wear things that match more if I have to do, like we've, we're going to travel like um, church trips with the girls. Like if you're with a group and you just feel like you need to be, you know, more presentable. Not that my t-shirt and shorts aren't presentable. It's just, you're like, oh, we'll match because 
other people will be looking. Anyway, I could totally live without those. I digress. The other one I think Rhino and I could both go without is chocolate. Could you yeah. live without? Yeah. I like it. I don't dislike it. But it's like when I'm having a really good day and I want to celebrate, it's just not the first thing that comes to my mind. When I'm having a really bad day and I need to eat my feelings or stuff my feelings, chocolate's just not that thing that just rises to the top of the list of guilty pleasures for me. Do I turn down free good chocolate? No. I would certainly miss chocolate more than wine. Okay, so this is where it gets dicey. I feel like we've whittled it down. So if you're hanging in there with us, Rhino and I can live without dry shampoo, <laughs> leggings, and pajamas. The rest is a to- is a, in chocolate. So the rest is kind of a toss-up. Coffee. I can't live without. That is, my li- that is on my list. I'm going to have to have either coffee or tea on my list. Coffee Some will- form of caffeine that can be brewed. Right. So... I would take tea if they stopped making coffee. But if it's it's a ha- it's a perf- it's a it's a habit that's been formed. So there are all of the what do you call it the associations that have been for me connected to coffee, the smell of it, little idiosyncrasies. Yes, that you the experience of it in the morning, it's that thing when you eat and the caffeine obviously. But it's well, that's that, how it engages all your senses. Right. And so it, and then it's been stamped in my life for so long. I'm sure I could get used to something else if I had to, but it would take a lot to like unrut those ruts, whatever you want to call them. Because, you know, they say all habits are basically like those little mental rivers in your brain. The more times you do something, the more your body gets on autopilot or associates certain feelings or things with it. We're all basically just Pavlo's dog. It's the same part of the brain that can cause you to have road hypnosis. What is that? That's where you'll take a long trip, but if it's a trip you've taken a lot, you'll you'll start the trip. You remember starting the trip. You remember finishing the trip, but you don't really remember anything in between. Right. And then you... I mean, you drove perfectly safe. You you obeyed all traffic laws. You were just on autopilot. Your your brain just wasn't forming those as memories. Yep. Same thing, like if you get up, the first thing you do is maybe you just walk to the restroom and then maybe you brush your teeth. You don't even have to think about it. It's just like what you do. Yes. Oh, that brings to mind, there's a book of Something Habits, and they talk about you only have so many decisions to make in a day, and so good decisions. So your body puts so many other things on autopilot so it has energy left to make decisions, which we're making very life-changing decisions today. You can only keep three things, and we're going to get to the rest of those coming up next here on Good Things. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. 
Fox on Tech. Apple's mobile operating system, iOS 14.5, is finally here, and with it, the long-awaited privacy update app tracking transparency. Apple sees privacy as a human right, so the software will give users more control over what other apps can track. You're likely familiar with tracking if you've ever searched for, say, a new pair of shoes online. You may have noticed that suddenly ads you see all over the web include the very shoes you were searching for, or something similar. Apple's app tracking transparency requires you give permission to an app to collect your data for targeted ads and if you want to share location data with advertisers. That is often used for retailers to target you knowing you're in or near their stores. Privacy advocates have praised the change, but companies that rely on ad revenue like Facebook say it will hurt their business. Going forward, users will see an alert saying what the app you're using will track and with a simple tap, you can opt in or out. The 14.5 update is available now with Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. This is House Call for Health. A study out this month by Tufts University finds most people are mostly eating poorly, except those eating at school. They looked at the diets of 40,000 adults and 21,000 children between 2003 and 2018. 65% of adult meals and 80% of kids' restaurant meals were of poor nutritional quality. Entertainment venues and food trucks a little less with 44 and 52%. Schools, however, topped the chart with only 24% of meals eaten by kids being of poor quality. The author of the study says schools are the healthiest place Americans are eating, that the findings are very timely because of widespread school closures due to coronavirus, which results in substantial nutritional harms for millions of kids who haven't been receiving meals at school, and that also disproportionately affects low-income Black and Latino children. The study was published in JAMA Network Open. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health. I'm Lisa Brady. Fox News. of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24-7 at supertalk.fm. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. Take a little time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And there's more Sports Talk Mississippi in Hoover coming up next after good things. The SEC tournament is still going on, so make sure you tune in from 3 to 6 and you'll get an inside look at what's happening in Hoover. Plus, you'll find out who's in Who's out as we get closer to the NCAA regional selections? And it's also festival time is back in Mississippi. And Festival South coming to the Pine Belt is an annual multi-week festival. It's presenting a variety of musical and other arts-related entertainment. And it aims to transcend social, cultural, and economic lines. And it's been around for 12 years, so you know it's a good time. Joining us here on Good Things is Dr. Mike. He is the co-artistic director. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? Isn't it nice to be able to say like we're doing real things? Hey, 
Amen. Yes. And people are excited and itching I and I listen ready to that to and I just go, I've been through a year and a half of we won't be able to do this and we've canceled this and this is not happening. So to be able to say we're doing this and just to hear you on the other end say that's kind of exciting to me. And I'm in the middle of it. So Absolutely. Well, I mean, when you have a festival that's in its 12th season, that means over a decade, it's been bringing joy and entertainment and, you know, uh, travel to to the Pine Belt region, then, you know, folks, you know, look forward to it or, or like what you're doing. So if you how would you describe, though, uh, Mike, to someone who's never been to Festival South? Like, what's your elevator pitch to what that festival is all about? Festival South is a little bit different than other festivals in that we really are about art, music, theater, and dance. We are not sort of your outside vendor carnival ride kind of thing. But if you come to Hattiesburg between June 5 and 26 this year, there are just over 40 events to experience in 22 days. Wow. So, And there's something in theaters all over town. About half the events are free. You can go to coffee shops. You can go to... Um, you know, just about any church in town, there's some free events. Our highest price ticket event is $25. Um, everything else is half of that or less or free. But this year we're doing something different. Some of the, you know, the blessings, I guess you could say, of the pandemic is that we all got real familiar with live streaming. And if you just aren't comfortable getting out just yet or you can't get out or you just want to watch from somewhere else, we are live streaming almost the entire festival. Wow, so you that's can watch pretty cool. everything we're doing. Yeah, it's really, really neat. And our fingers are crossed, and there's lots of cables run and cameras, and um, and I leave that to people who really know how to do those kinds of things for yeah. us. But um, it's been amazing. We open with um, the event that a lot of people are very excited about, and it became even a bigger event because of the pandemic, and that's Broadway in the Berg. So you may know the Hub City Players have been doing some big, big shows in the state for a while, and... Um, we were supposed to do a big, giant production of Kinky Boots. It would be the regional premiere of that show. And obviously, it's not quite happening yet because we were not able to get in theaters. And I'll tell you, Festival South, we were hoping and praying. And then suddenly, just a few weeks ago, it was, okay, you can do this. And we'll be open and live. So we got together the cast of every show we've done. That's Kinky Boots, Rock of Ages, Sister Act, James the Giant Peach, Steel Magnolias, anybody that we could find and said, we're having a reunion on the stage. And it's going to be a show to remember. And it's on the PAC on the Southern Miss campus. And that's June 5th at 7.30 p.m. And you'll hear some of the greatest hits of Broadway and some of all of those shows. And a few little special treats planned for everybody for the first live indoor event concert at Southern Miss. I can just tell. Over a year and a half. I can tell in your voice, Mike, how excited you are. And I think your day job, you work as a professor in the music department there at USM, correct? I'm actually the PR and marketing person for the music department. I oh. teach a few classes there as well. Well, yes. But, um, so this is like yeah. right up your, you were ready to just open the doors, you know, allow students and allow all of these artists to sort of have their moment. I can, I can just feel like everyone is so excited and ready to just share something in person with the world or whoever wants to show up. And with the title like, so I'll he, tell you the, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it with I'll the title. The like, <laughs> yeah. We're both doing this. We're, we're doing it. It makes for great radio, everybody. <laughs> but you can tell it's live. You know, it's live. Um, no, our very first rehearsal, which was just a few weeks ago, um, we got everybody together and we had sent out the notification at that point. You must wear a mask. You have to socially distance. So please avoid hugging people. Please don't. The, 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 the chairs were all spread out and everything. And it was the most awkward but yet joyous moment ever because everybody was being very respectful of that. 
and just, you know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to get near each other. But you could see people just tearing up and look at each other like, I haven't seen you in a year. I haven't done this. So it's been, it's an experience. And now we're getting to go back and um, sans masks if we need to be and a little bit closer together. And, um, and it's really been interesting. The School of Music um, sort of became a real beacon for this area because, as you know, during the pandemic, you know, droplets were a big deal. And when you're singing and when you're blowing instruments, we are droplet central. And the precautions that went down and the lockdown that went down on the School of Music was sort of, it's unprecedented everywhere, but I'm going to tell you, it was just unbelievable. And we're used to having music all around you constantly, and now it's tiny groups and people spread out all over campus and off campus and just things not happening. It was a really weird year, but we were very thrilled that our students and our faculty and staff really worked hard. We had no cases emanate from our building. That's um, awesome. We had a few people catch it, secondhand things and stuff. But the fact that we were so, um, so dogmatic about doing this, and I think everybody was really on the same page about we want to do the right thing here. So it's really been quiet. And now to open up and do this, it's, it really is very exciting. So that's our opening event, which Broadway is, in the Berg. Which is going to be amazing. I can only imagine. But this is no regular festival, as you mentioned, Mike. This is over the span from the 5th all the way to the 26th. So take me back like 12 years ago. Did you guys just sit down at a table and said, let's just carve out the month of June for a festival? Or did it kind of just grow as the years went on? Sort of both. Um, the original festival was about two weeks, and we picked June because, as you know, just said, we're part of the School of Music here. But a lot of our performers go to international music festivals, most of which don't start until either the end of June or right after the 1st of July because campuses and schools run different times. So there was this just all these people that normally had been playing concert after concert after concert just sitting around. And everything stopped. Like, a lot of our performers play in all the symphonies in Mississippi, from Tupelo down to the Gulf Coast, and even into New Orleans and Alabama and Florida, and everything stops when school stops. And so we were like, "What? we have all these people here. We should do something. And it started out as a very much chamber music kind of festival. And then the founding artistic director is Jay Dean, who's pretty well known in the state for arts things. He started asking, would you like to be part of this? Would you like to be involved in this? And so... He and I worked for five years together doing this, and then I took over sort of the last five years. And after the 10th anniversary, I was like, how about we just do this together and figure this out? It was okay. So we sort of worked on this together, and it just was honing down when people could actually come to events, when it's based in the week, when are the weekends that we can do stuff that really draw people and the types of things. And so it went from being a very classical art um, museum kind of thing, serious things to very much all across the board. So we have everything from blues, country, jazz, Broadway, um, pop, very classical. There's multiple world premieres happening this summer, which is really fascinating. Um, We really started delving into having children's programming. We've decided to keep all of that online this year, and it's all free streamed um, online. Um, Our Artie events for children, and there's actually Artie Reads events. And we do read books and have some really interesting things happening for kids as well. So it really does span a sort of a gap in a performing schedule for a lot of musicians. Um, and also for our sort of collegiate schedule, we go on that little bit of a hiatus if you're not doing summer school. And um, it's just turned into this sort of big deal where we have people literally from all over the world that come in both as tourists but also as performers. 
Well, well I was going to say, it, Mike, you, you, said, you said draw in people, and I was I was looking at the economic impact of, of Festival South, which is what we're talking about here on Good Things, is is crazy. So, so I mean, what kind of impact on a year when there's no pandemic and everybody can come out? What are we talking about for the for the Pine Belt area for Festival South? In the month that we do the events, we're looking at about twenty thousand visitors, and it does about two million dollars in economic impact. That's crazy. Um, all around, of all the people, I mean, it's just, and I'll be honest with you, never set out to even think about that. It was really just, we like doing this, we want to perform, and so it's one of the reasons we, we've been blessed with some amazing sponsors, including Visit Mississippi, Visit Hattiesburg, um, and some of the, the premier partners that we have to help us present, present things, because I know some of the shows that we do, I mean, I, I've been looking at ticket prices for New York again as it opens up, just going... Well, I have to put that off just a little bit. Um, you know, it's uh, just exorbitant ticket prices. And like I said, we've maintained under 25 bucks for a very long time um, for everything because of amazing sponsors that partner with us and just believe in the arts in this community. Hattiesburg is sort of very blessed in that way that it's in all of the arts between the universities and the performers who've come out of those universities and have just settled in this town because of that. Um, we're able to put on some really amazing things and share that with the rest of the state. But Mike, can you hang with us and share a little more? Can you hang with us? Absolutely. For, all righty. We got more with Mike with Festival South coming to the Pine Belt area coming up next. knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. This is House Call for Health. A Florida nurse is released from the hospital following a 111-day stay battling coronavirus. Kristen Kay had experienced multiple organ failures and had to be hooked up to a ventilator. She's had, I think, 75 nurses, 15 different respiratory therapists, 20-plus different doctors, and a couple dozen different support staff and therapists, and they're all just amazing. Her husband, Stephen, says they've been through pretty much every emotion possible. There were times where we didn't know if she was going to make it, and uh, just, this place has, in a weird way, become home, and the staff here, and they, they she's a miracle, and, and they saved her life. She's now in a long-term care facility for an undetermined amount of time to continue recovery, but there, she'll have more access to her family and friends. For more health news, go to foxnewshealth.com. House Call for Health, I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. From the coast to the Delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here with Super Talk Mississippi News. What happens? Why does it happen? And how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News. 
online at supertalk.fm. Fox on set. Apple wants to clarify just how the newly announced AirTag is supposed to be used. The AirTags are similar to Tile, a small device you can put on your keychain or in your wallet so you can quickly find them if they go missing with the help of an app. AirTag can also be added to your remote, your luggage, or your wallet, but not your child or pet. In an interview with Fast Company, an Apple representative said the AirTag is designed to track items, not people or pets, suggesting an Apple Watch with family setup is best for your children. For pets, there are a variety of devices that can attach to collars that can track your four-legged family members via GPS and cellular networks. AirTags make use of Apple's Find My Network, which uses almost a billion Apple devices for location tracking. And should someone attempt to track you with an AirTag, you'll get an alert that an AirTag was, quote, found moving with you, and you'll be able to disable it. AirTags sell for 30 bucks for one, 100 bucks for four. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Employers are still struggling to fill open positions, though the president of the Mississippi Manufacturers Association thinks that the governor's decision to opt out of the federally expanded unemployment benefits program in June will help. John McKay says some industries are offering bonuses and increasing wages, but... Starting in high school, we need to be training for the skills that are in demand. And these aren't uh, your your 20, 30, 40 years ago kind of votech yeah. jobs. These are high-tech, high-demand, high-paying jobs that just need that additional training that has been lacking over the last few years. A murder-suicide in Brookhaven is under investigation. According to WLBT, Felicia Elmore and Joseph Parker were driving when an argument began. Elmore tried to get out of the vehicle, but Parker opened fire, eventually shooting himself. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Confidence peace of mind, a way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners. No matter what challenges you may be facing, we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward. Learn more at Trustmark.com business. From hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the Magnolia State, you'll find out what new adventure is waiting for you Mondays at noon with Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, you'll explore the wonders of your state's natural resources and experience the thrill of outdoor adventure. That's Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Mondays at noon, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Summer is fast approaching, so make sure you plan a Mississippi adventure. Go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. And the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert will be on location coming up tomorrow for a statewide Memorial Day celebration at the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby in South Mississippi. The Armed Forces Museum may be the best kept secret in the state. It's an amazing facility that honors the service and the sacrifice of the United States military. So that's the JT Show from 10 to 1 tomorrow right here on Super Talk, and they will be live from Camp Shelby. And that will be a good way for you to also start to think about heading to the Pine Belt for Festival South, which is coming up June 5th through the 26th. It is in its 12th season, and it's Mississippi's annual multi-week festival. We're learning more from Mike, who is co-artistic director, and super excited to open the doors and let people have entertainment, live entertainment. So what is the show other than the Kinky Boots, Mike, which I thought, man, with a title like that, you're going to get a lot of folks out to enjoy it. But what show are you looking forward to? Well, we were talking about, you know, Kinky Boots is not specifically happening anymore, but Broadway in the Berg with all of those cats are happening at the beginning. That's June 5th. And I would say there's two other things that we call our headline events that you would have to see. Um, The finale is called Motown Downtown Revival. And it features the incredible Vasti Jackson and also G.C. Cameron, who used to be in The Spinners and The Temptations. It's a full cast uh, Motown orchestra singing all the hits that you love of all of the great catalog of Motown. Forest General Hospital here sponsors our finale every year. And it is a blowout show for all blowout shows. And I know that, like, I've heard the, the rehearsal for this the other day. And it, it's just like, it's, I, I, I can't even put words to it. I think I'm so excited Again, like you said, just to be doing anything, but the idea that we're getting to do some of these really amazing events um, that have been on the burner for a year and a half. You know, we kind of have been sitting on everything. Um, We were ready to go last summer, and everything kind of got stopped, and though um, we had to change up our opening event, this event has been sitting and wait to go, and we actually were able to then pick up a really another interesting event, which is if you're from Mississippi, you maybe and you're into the arts at all, to the... um, USA International Ballet Competition that happens every four years in Jackson. It's a huge, huge deal. Well, their competition is happening next year, but they talked to us, and we were able to work out a sort of sneak peek event at Festival South. It's called On Point, and that happens Friday, June 11th. It's also in the Performing Arts Center on the Southern Miss campus, and it features six of the medal winners from the previous IBC events. And... It's stunning. When I read the resume, the resumes of these people, it's just unbelievable. From the Joffrey Ballet, from the Boston Ballet, San Francisco Ballet, um, some international just performing artists that are touring all over the world. And they're going to be right here in Hattiesburg for a one-night-only show, June 11th. Um, if you're into dance in any form, or I'm going to tell you, if you're into athletics in any form, any kind of thing that makes you move, these people are world class, like Olympic athletes. It's unbelievable. I was going to say the kind that, of training they put their body through. My the when it comes to the dancers in the international ballet uh, competition, that's um, it's it's like Jackson is the only place in our our you know country that gets that um, competition, and then it's like Russia and other sort of. It's like the Olympics comes. The Olympics of Ballet comes to Mississippi every four years, and I don't know if anyone can appreciate, like you mentioned, the athleticism of those dancers until you actually witness it in person because, oh my gosh, the control and the body sort of technique that it takes to master that, to me, is 
is mind-boggling. So that is an exciting event to add to this. I wanted to ask, too, just a little bit about the it, it, there seems to be a very rich sort of artistic spirit just within the Pine Belt. Is that maybe attributed to the wonderful schools of dance and theater and music that's on the campus of Southern Miss? Or is there something else sort of jiving in the Pine Belt when it comes to the arts all year long? I, as, as a person who is at Southern Miss, I would have to say yes. We attribute it to that because that's how we roll. But I will tell you that for years and years, if you wanted to do anything in the arts in Mississippi, you go to Southern Miss. I mean, they are the strongest art, music, theater, dance program, one of the you know handful of fully accredited programs in the country. Um, but I, I also attribute that to William Carey has a strong program. A lot of Southern Miss graduates have now left our area. They love the Hattiesburg area. Hattiesburg is just sort of the unique, I call it the Austin of Mississippi. It's sort of unique, and I lived in Austin for seven years, so that's, that's my kind of take on it a little bit. And they stay here, so now they're teaching in our public schools. They're teaching in our junior colleges. They're in our churches. They're in our clubs. There's so many just local things that are happening with a live music scene that almost in a normal year, you can come to Hattiesburg and almost any night of the week go to some live music event. And about half of the year, you can go to some theater production somewhere. And I would say another about third of the year, you can make it to a dance or an art event, probably maybe even more. That may be underestimating that. There is so much happening in Hattiesburg for the arts, and I think a lot of it stems from the colleges, but it's been years and years and years of that seeding of those people who just want to stay in Hattiesburg because they like it, and they're now teaching in our schools and going to our churches, and you should see some of the church productions around here and have full orchestras, and, you know, it's just amazing what's happening, and the junior college shows, I just went to one that got to actually have an open sort of distanced show at one point, and it was amazing. Um, and I look at it, and it's like, you know, that Southern Miss grad teaching it and that Southern Miss grad choreographing it. And, you know, it's just sort of fascinating. And the kids are coming to Southern Miss. Well, you have you know, a Southern Miss grad talking. Terry, even. You have a Southern Miss grad talking to you now, but it wasn't in the arts. <laughs> but. Well, but that's okay, you know, because everybody is not meant to do that. I am not meant to play baseball. Let's just say I was listening to the game at the break there. And it's like, yeah, it's just not something I do. And it's really funny. Years ago, my dad, I, I think my dad gave up on me at some point, you know, because I'm a I'm a bassoon player by trade, but do a lot of other arts types things. But um, he, I actually got to see the Yankees play in the Superdome when the Superdome opened in New Orleans years ago. And when I tell people that, they're like, oh. and I said, yeah, we sat behind home plate doing something. And he was like, they're like, what? You got to see. And I'm just, oh, okay. And it was sort of lost on me. And it's a shame, but I think my dad realized, okay, we'll just, we'll take him to the theater. He seems to like that. So, <laughs> well, and that's um, just as hard, too, if you've never tried to act a, a certain way on a live stage or just, you know, try to be entertaining without being silly or, or you know, annoying on a live stage. That takes immense talent as well. And I know there's going to be so much of that going on at Festival South. So it kicks off June the 5th. You said it wraps up, I think, it was the 26th. There are some tickets. So let's round this back home mike like where do we go to see all the rundown to go ahead and, and plot and plan where we want to go or buy tickets if we need to everything is at festivalsouth.org you can get tickets you can donate you can look at the schedules there's even schedules in spanish there there's um audio clips coming soon that it can just read it to you as well all sorts of fun things calendar planners where you can add events to your calendar but let me just say i feel like the biggest thing I can ask anybody to do, and it doesn't just pertain to Festival South, is as you feel comfortable, as you can get out, as you want to get out, go. Please 
go. It has been a really, really rough year for all of the arts in our state. And I think everybody's had it rough. There is no doubt. Um, but the arts organizations that really contribute to our quality of life have been so hammered. And whether that's Festival South or anything that's in your area, as you listen to me across the state, please just go. Go do anything. Buy a ticket. Make a donation. If it's a dollar, do what you can to help these things survive. Because when everything shut down, it wasn't just shut down. It was complete stop. And as we watch things slowly come back over the last six, eight months even, the arts did not. Right. We weren't able, as we talked about the School of Music, you know, you, you can't blow or sing. It just did not happen. So the excitement level of us to be able to come back and do something, I'll say that we're really lucky um, that we were able to have such great sponsors that help keep us going in a supportive community um, that makes that happen. But there are so many places that are not in that, um, not having the ability to come back. And it's going to be up to the people who really, you know, give yourself a break. Go out and do something fun for the first time. Actually step away from the Netflix, you know, and go um, see something live. Challenge yourself to do something. Bring your kids to go see something because we need you now more than ever. And um, FestivalSouth.org is the place for us. But check out whatever's in your community to go support and do whatever that is to help make sure that you're always we're always here to be able to do something, that you'll be able to go to these shows and go to these things and you know, who knows who might get inspired. Your kid may be that kid that doesn't need to see the Yankees but needs to go, you know, see a show with the singer. I totally agree. Or You know, and it's a good thing if your kids like the Yankees or baseball or football. They also need to experience uh, live theater, ballet, or and who doesn't like live music? So I totally appreciate your time here, Mike, talking about uh, Festival South. Wishing you all the best for the 12th um, season. Look forward to tons of people coming in and visiting Hattiesburg. Hopefully many of those will be those listening to good things. So, so break a leg is that fair absolutely and then we encourage everybody to come out and we hope you come see us absolutely thank you for having us on today for sure have a good one well you guys stick with us we've got more for you coming up next doesn't accept the narrative he questions it we're just getting to the bottom of this gallo every single morning from six to nine super talk mississippi no other news team covers the magnolia state like super talk mississippi news on air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm 
Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. Did you ever check your credit card statement and detect some bogus charges? If you see expenses you either don't recognize or you know are fraudulent, you have the right to dispute those purchases. But there are some things you need to know regarding the process, like that you generally have 60 days to dispute a charge, and you can't dispute it while it's pending. You have to wait until it fully goes through. The good news is that you're not required to pay the charge while your credit card company is investigating it. Disputing an erroneous charge with your credit card company is not your only option. You can also contact the merchant behind the charge and see if you can resolve things directly. Purchases are sometimes double billed by mistake, but if you call the merchant, there's a chance the second charge can be taken off right away. And also, if you see a fraudulent charge, you can reach out to the merchant and ask for it to be reversed. To avoid credit card fraud, you may also want to have the merchant flag your account. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Memorial Day. Those who fought are part of us, part of our history. No number of wreaths, no amount of music and memorializing will ever do them justice. But it is good for us that we honor them and their sacrifice. Remembering those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. Super Talk Mississippi. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close, the New York Cotton Exchange July cotton was up 17 to 82.61. December cotton was up 23 to 83.46. At the close, the Chicago Board of Trade July soybeans were up 33 and a half to 1537 per bushel. August soybeans were up 34 and a quarter to 1487 and a quarter per bushel. July corn was up 40 cents to 6.64 and a half per bushel. September corn was up 38 and a quarter to 5.85 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was up 10 cents to 119.42. October live cattle was up 10 cents to 124.17. August feeders down 235 to 152.85. September feeders down 227 to 154.82. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 97 points, 34,421. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Cotton isn't a crop, it's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action, so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at cottonweedcontrol.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides, made for this. Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HighBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HighBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HighBid.com has it all. HighBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HighBid.com. That's H. HIBID.com and start discovering great deals today. From the Magnolia State to the world, you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Don't delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. You can do that today over at visitmississippi.org. Hey, there's some new shows coming up this weekend. I don't know if they're considered new now, but they may be new to you. And it's the America's Roundtable, and it comes on Saturday right here on Super Talk from 7.30 to 8, where you can find out what the most influential political business and media leaders are talking about um, on the new Saturday morning show. So that does air 7.30 to 8, right before Garden Mama. And then don't forget, on Sundays, you can get more sports with our Michael Borky, who will be coming up with coming up next to a sports talk, and they're still at Hoover. But Sports Sunday, you can find the story behind the stats each Sunday morning with Michael Borky starting at 8 a.m. You can find that online at supertalk.fm you can watch the show over at Supertalk TV. And I want to get back to what we were talking about earlier, the three things that you couldn't live without out of the list of 10. I want to make sure we at least round back and get to Rhino and I's uh, top three. Just to catch you up, the things Rhino and I can live without on this list. If I'm pretty you, sure at the top of that is the dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. If you want to see the whole list, just go be a part of the Good Things Facebook group. But me and Rhino says we can go the rest of our life without dry shampoo, leggings, pajamas. That doesn't mean... We don't go to bed with clothing on. It just means they're not fancy. Chocolate, but then it gets dicey. I say I can't live without coffee. You say it's a toss-up between coffee and tea. Yeah, it's one of those where if, if this is one where we're going to have to come up with three, I can I can go with coffee over tea, but one of those two would have to be in my list. And I bet where we differ is I, I would choose not to go the rest of my life without wine. I don't have to have it every day. I don't even have to have it every week. Um, but to say you're going to live for the rest of your life without a nice oak chardonnay. Oh, I could give up tacos for that. I'm going to guess that you wouldn't give up tacos. Whereas I would I would do the opposite. I, would, sure. I would be more willing to keep tacos and do away with wine. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I see that. I totally. You have enough wine, though. You'll never for, re- regret the tacos. You'll never remember the tacos. You'll forget all about them. Okay, the one that I'm not sure with Rhino is the, is his decision between books and Netflix for two reasons. We know Rhino is a prolific reader, and you can take a book anywhere. You can really get lost in good entertainment in books. But same thing with Netflix. I mean, if you're not a reader, then assuming that you have Internet connection or whatever, you can also be as educated or as entertained with documentaries versus, you know, just visual um, visual shows. So I actually chose books just because if I had to choose one for the rest of my life, I would. I, if I'm setting myself up for a life with only three things, I would like to think that I would drink coffee and read books like the Bible or others or drink wine and read books <laughs> over, over Netflix. So which out of those two, Rhino, would you go? I got to go with books, too, but for a completely different reason. I like especially when it comes to information like Netflix documentaries or a good book. I like efficiency. I want, I want to be able to, especially with a book, I want to be able to just flip through it, get through it, read it. And if I hit a point where, okay, this is getting a bit chewy, flip ahead a couple pages. All right, where's this going? Okay, cool. We're going there. You do that? I, I will do that with with wordier books like Dostoevsky and that kind of weird stuff. Not, not like Harry Potter. Harry Potter is pretty simple to follow. But Comparing that to Netflix, Netflix, you got one speed or fast forward, but you can't listen to it while in fast forward. So I figure with a book, I can read as fast as I want to. 
That's true. Or you can put it down and start over or what you don't have to wait for another season. You can just go right to it unless it hasn't been it hasn't been written yet. I just feel like I get information faster from reading than somebody telling me in a documentary or a show. That's true. Yes, I, I agree. And also I thought, well, if I'm if I'm going to pull out the way good thing good thingers do, which would be you, you're a good thinger. <laughs> Is if you you have other streaming options that aren't on this list, so it doesn't just say streaming services. So I'd like to keep my books and then potentially have you know the the other um, other things. But if I had to, had to choose between two, I would like to live in a world where I chose books over streaming services. So once I made the decision that I'm stuck with it, and and I would be better off for it, I think, in the long run. So that leaves me with books, tacos, and tea. Books, tacos, and tea for. You rhino. Mine's coffee, wine. I will be, actually, I'll be very dehydrated, but <laughs> caffeinated and then my downer and books. Which will be well read. But I will be, I would be well read. So if you want to chime in on your three, which many of you already have over on the Good Things Facebook group, and it kind of tickles me. Westland says coffee, Netflix, books. Sherry says books, tea, and tacos. And there's on and on and on in different combinations. But again, I'm going to guess if you're a dry shampoo kind of person, you're probably also a leggings person. I bet you're a dry shampoo, leggings, wine kind of person. Or your coffee, tacos, and Netflix kind of person. I don't know. Wine, tacos, and Netflix wouldn't be for a bad weekend either. I feel like we should build some sort of personality test out of this. <laughs> I feel like we could totally You've do it. You've got those little four-letter ones we could just make it. You are a wine taco leggings person. <laughs> if you had wine and tacos and needed leggings, you're going to need the dry shampoo. So I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But you stick with this. you got more coming up next. you got Sports Talk Mississippi and Hoover from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2 for a Friday edition. But until then, take time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.